Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm still George. He's so George that he can't even forget it, even in his darkest moments. He's drinking to try to forget it. Oh. Oh, it's a shame. Did you hear the beer through the mic? It was like, <laughs> bloop, 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 bloop. Glub, glub. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here tonight, continuing the spring outbreak as we travel to 1985B, right? We've already done Day of the Dead, and now we're doing another zombie flick from 1985, Return of the Living Dead. How you feeling tonight, guys? I'm feeling good. Feeling good? Feeling good in the neighborhood? Yeah. Now, George, I'm sure you've got notes. Do you have notes? Do I have notes? You came through like a robot just then. I do have notes. You do have notes. And Mm -hmm. I am not a robot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Did you see the, the meme? The meme of a of a finger touching the "I'm not a robot" button, and then it cuts to a robot holding a human's hand. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Oh man, it doesn't like it's. It shouldn't be that hard to like invent a robot that can like recognize crosswalks or like recognize stairs or traffic lights. They exist. You know? Did you see the ones where they're beating the crap out of the robots while they're still shooting? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're hitting their target every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're about five years away from Skynet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyways, back to the the movie. Did you guys watch a movie? We did. Oh. <laughs> no. We uh, want to talk about it. So, we're a little rambunctious tonight, but yes, <laughs> we did watch Louise, a movie. Yes. You're about eight beers in each. All right, rock <laughs> No, no, no. I haven't even, I had a one sip on my first. That's okay, it. then have a few more. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i having sugared chai tea tonight. Watch out. Sugared chai. Full power. Mm. I mean, it's decaf because I'm not a crazy person, but. Right, right, right. It is late. Anyway, so George, we've been watching mostly Romero zombie movies we did stop off in italy for a second with zombie slash zombie 2 slash all the other funny names it had uh, yep. here's the thing why did we in the world of all the zombie movies have you watch return of the living dead i don't know any guesses oh uh, actually actually i kind of do know his first question was why the hell do we watch this <laughs> <laughs> um dude save it for the pod <laughs> we're recording hashtag, the pod hashtag save it pod oh man that's what we say when we're not recording right save it for the pod so dish man spill the uh non-caffeinated tea uh tell me why did i make you watch this movie i first i have to ask you a question okay it's a satire do you like this movie <laughs> what do you think george do i like this movie I hope not. <laughs> oh, child, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Now, I will admit, this wasn't my favorite zombie movie when I was an immature 15-year-old high school kid. Mm. You know? It was not serious enough for my, like, brooding, you know, punk rock kind of attitude. And it was a little over the top. A little. But... I'm still in that phase. <laughs> That brooding. Here's the thing, George. Yes. yes. They made the movie that they set out to make. And it's going to be up to you to either get on board 
or just maybe not rewatch it, right? Like, this is an intentional satirical comedy with a lot of ridiculous elements meant to make you laugh or make you roll your eyes. This isn't Dawn of the Dead. Wait a minute. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) See what you did there. After I watched this, I actually realized something that I never realized before. What's that? I was 10 when this came out, so I probably mm-hmm. was maybe 12 when I saw it. I liked it back then, mm-hmm. but I had no frame of reference. Mm. I didn't have anything to compare it to. Mm-hmm. The black and white movie I hadn't really seen. Uh, I didn't see Dawn. I didn't see Dead. It's like This was like my first Living Dead movie, minus right. the thriller video. Mm-hmm. Watching it recently, I realized finally never realized it before it has nothing to do with Romero's zombies no oh really? other than it makes fun of like it's it's not like you said it's satirical it's satirical on purpose it's almost not making fun of Romero it's paying homage but it's also like you said it's rolling its eyes at a lot of the things like they're doing things in this movie that he never did and they're kind of making fun of things that are trope in those zombie movies so it made me like it more it's still a terrible movie but it made me like it more because of what it is does that make sense dan yeah and actually i'm i'm one who didn't like it at first but now in my 30s i really enjoy it in fact i think i liked watching it as much as i did watching dawn of the dead the last time like Mm. it's not as good as dawn of the dead but it sure goes for it now before we get to notes uh i want to give george a little bit of context that we didn't give him ahead of time because we never try to bias him although Mm. in this case it might have helped Uh, (laughs) (laughs) now i asked you a question a few episodes ago i said george why is it not dawn of the living dead do you remember me asking you that Mm And yet here we are, the return of the living dead. What's up with that? Give me a guess, because I don't think you've probably researched it by now. Um, I have no idea. Is it that the Night of the Living Dead didn't have its copyright in order, and so it's public domain, and so anybody can make a living dead movie? Oh, yes. I noticed that very much so. But here's a question. Here's a question. Why didn't Romero... Make it Dawn of the Living Dead. He could have. Why did he choose not to? Mm. I don't know. I think he knows the answer. He's okay. just see if you do. So here's the thing. Uh, this movie that we were talking about tonight, Return of the Living Dead from 1985, was written by a fella named John A. Russo. Okay. Mm. Also known for his previous writing efforts on a movie called Night of the Living Night Dead. Night of the Living Dead, right. Okay. Here's the thing. This is essentially not just 1985 B, it's also kind of Dawn of the Dead B, right? Like, this is a direct sequel to Night of the Living Dead, much in the same way that Dawn of the Dead was. Mm -hmm. Okay. When they made the movie, they had a handshake deal, Romero and Russo. Romero would keep the night. Russo would keep the living. And so you drop the living on Dawn of the Dead, and you don't have a time of day on Return of the Living Dead. So they're like two kind of separate timelines. 
completely separate. Interesting. Multiverse. But both related to <laughs> Night of Living Dead. Of course, this is more of a meta sequel because in this one, Night of Living Dead is far removed and also like the details of the incident have been changed and enhanced. Well, it was a vast government conspiracy. Mm. Well, it has to be, right? It's the 80s. So did Romero, uh, was he involved in producing of this? Because I didn't see his name as director, so no, I assumed it wasn't. Not at all. No. This is not his him. baby. This is John Russo's okay. baby. <clears throat> right. I mean, so my conclusion was it still is a sequel or affiliated to, but it's it's done by a totally different director. Yeah, it's not Romero right. at all. Yeah. It is a sequel only because the guy that made it was also involved and had authorization or at least the leeway because of the copyright issue, to make his own sequel. It's almost a Zombie 2 situation, except it's not a cash-in, it's an actual sequel. Hmm. But only to one of the three movies, not to the two sequels. So it's it's a separate timeline with a common shared point. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, I I thought of copyrights when, um, in the beginning, when... Uh, the character who I'm going to refer to as Pocket Protector okay. um, is explaining to Freddy uh, the story of mm-hmm. what really happened. And, like, he says the title of the movie. Like, you know, but, th- but then he had to change all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I thought when he said it, I was like, is this, like, the same studio? Or is this, like, right. how, it, how does he get away with that? Well, it's, well they connected to the military a lot in this movie the Night no of the i'm just talking about anything yeah i'm just talking about the name he said right. the movie you know that movie right. you know night of the living dead is like did he just say the name that's, of another movie in this movie meta <laughs> times 10 <right> <laughs> i was like that how does that work it, yeah it's like watching, won't you get in trouble for that i don't know well you can't because the rights to well the, appara- the movie, yeah, apparently i didn't know matter. that mm-hmm. but it did stick out like a sore thumb to me when i watched it or rigor mortis. But you know, even if they had the copyright, you could write up the contract in such a way that they could each produce their own separate sequels. So uh, even without the copy- copyright snafu, you could still have a situation where one creator goes one way, the other goes the other way, and never the twain shall meet or whatever. But this is just right. a unique one because it does also coincidentally have the copyright issue to back it up. But yeah, uh, you will see a little bit of this later in other franchises where. They either fix something that was broken in previous sequels by writing them off as never having happened, or Mm -hmm. they'll simply Mm -hmm. retcon continuity to get another character to come back, or, you know, uh, oh, hey, we went three sequels this way, but now we got this other person back, so now we're going to hit the brakes and forget that happened and go back to our plan for the sequel, and now this one's actually the sequel to number two, but actually... It's kind of a remake yes. of the first one, but it's you know it it's just like a it's like a pre sequel. Like all that yeah. stuff you know about this character, that's all folklore. That's not real, right? That's all stories uh, passed down from generation to generation. This the is the real story. So they they that do would, that shit. That a lot. would annoy the crap yeah. out of me. But it's when I'm watching, it reminds me. If of it's when done I'm, well, it's fine. It reminds me of when I'm watching shows. Like I'm watching a show, and there's like 17 seasons of it, and I'm like, I'm at like season four, and I'm like, the writers don't even know where this is going. Hi, this is Dan and Post. He has no idea we're setting him up. But, you know, and that's when I stop watching it. I'm like, this is not right. No. But in that case, if you were to get to season four and suddenly your show was garbage, but then you got to season seven and they were like, oh, God, okay, forget the last three seasons. 
those were a dream and now we're mm. back on track with the good stuff you'd be like oh thank god they fixed my thing yeah. mm, i think i'd be pissed that they made me watch like, three seasons for nothing it's kind of like if jason never killed alice right mm-hmm. at the beginning of two mm-hmm. and like at part six or seven they show alice wake up in a hospital and, I'd be so pissed. And they tell you parts, you know, two through seven are a dream. And you're like, really? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's how they retcon stuff. And it's like I hate that. At least Marvel's kinda doing something where they're they're doing the work. They're basically saying, Okay, this didn't make sense, so now we're gonna create five different stories to get us back to where we should be. So at least they're doing the work. But and are you telling me, George, are you saying that you would not like it if, for example, they did a new Jason, like Friday the 13th Part 9, in which Jason was like the king of a block of Manhattan, which he had taken? <laughs> you wouldn't be like, yeah, he finally took Manhattan, man. Or at least a part of it. <laughs> I mean, come on. You can fix some stuff with Retcon. You it's can get Chad, what you want. Chad situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason Manhattan Chad District there actually is talk that if they can ever get the lawsuit settled hopefully it's 2025 you're listening to this on a podcast uh, catcher in your brain because we don't need phones anymore and right. the world is at peace and we could potentially by then have two different franchises like a Friday the 13th franchise following the family of Pam Voorhees and then a separate franchise following the antics of one Jason Voorhees mm. because mm. the original writer gets his rights back for the first Friday and then the Cunningham folks keep the Jason movies going. So mm. these things could happen again, but it'll be way messier than this was where they just had fun with it. Mm. Now, was it a competition? Like, I wasn't aware of all this, so was it a competition between Russo and... Uh, not, is it? Did you say Russo? Yeah, it's Russo, Russo and Romero. Russo and, and Romero. Did they... Were they competing for that 85 finish? I have never seen documentation that that occurred. You have to assume, okay. as friends, they would either be happy for each other, which Romero seems like a guy who'd be happy for Russo mm. if he had success. You know, he seemed like a nice guy. I don't know anything about Russo. He might be com- competitive as all get out, or he might just be happy to make a movie more his style than Night of Living Dead. You know, who knows? Uh... I would like to hear more about that. If we can ever get uh, George Romero on the show, we'll ask him. Word. Hmm. Possible. <laughs> gonna need a medium. Yeah, not gonna happen. Oh. I don't know anything, guys. <laughs> well, that's what we're here to teach Everything you. goes over my head. I had a God. feeling you wouldn't like this movie meet... the first time. Because I didn't, I didn't like George it the Romero. first time, but I was 15. Uh, so grow up, buttercup. Uh, no, it's... Yeah, right. <laughs> I think with I'm more 15. context... And with more time, right? We'll get through some more movies. And in a year or two from now, you should revisit this movie knowing, hey, I'm going to watch a silly movie and Linnea Quigley's going to dance all over that cemetery. And I'm going <laughs> to like this movie. Did you recognize her? No, what's she from? She, last time you saw her, she was hanging from antlers in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Oh, no, I didn't recognize yeah. her. She's... Uh... She was all over the eighties. She was very (laughs) busy. She was everywhere. Busy in the eighties. And of course you recognize Freddie. Do I? You're part six Tommy Jarvis. He's the one that calls Jason a a (laughs) (laughs) Maggot head. Maggot head. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's your Tommy. That's Tommy Jarvis. I did not even recognize. Oh him. my gosh. And oh, Pocket Protector gosh. is somebody who pops up a lot in the '80s as well. Well, and the guy that played Spider is it Bert with Spider. the amazing oversized hair. Uh, he's the damn these enchiladas. The, yes, the enchiladas. Yeah. Yes, we we had a debate about whether he was smoking weed or cigarettes. Right. right. What's up, right. Pam? Right. What's yes. up, Pam? I did damn. recognize him actually. Yeah, him he's been his, in a lot uh, of stuff. He was in Street Fighter Soul the Glow. movie, which is amazing. Have you guys ever seen what? Street Fighter the movie? Uh, yeah. He's DJ. He does a very bad accent, if I remember right, but he's in he's in that. He tells, Definitely have not seen that. Tells Zangief no. he's not getting paid enough for this, and Zangief goes, <gasps> "You are getting paid." It's a good. This, good this movie will not make our podcast. <laughs> you guys aren't gonna watch Street Fighter with me. Shoot, it better be like Spring Break season twelve. I mean, listen, I I've, a lot of I've watched a lot of movies for you, Dan. I've done a lot <laughs> here. That's true. Um, this is a good movie, probably, though. I don't apologize for ah, this one. What's one more? Fuck it. We should probably watch The Godfather before we watch Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Just saying. Maybe. I mean, there's an argument to be made that you should, I guess. Uh, so, okay, George. Now that I've given you context. I want to hear his notes. Do you understand the movie a little? Do you do you understand what you just looked at a little better? Oh, I I knew it's RoboCop with zombies. That's a, exactly. <laughs> that's a, I knew I was watching that like five minutes in. All right, that all was, right. There was right. the RoboCop version. Ugh, this movie's gonna have fun. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> you know I I love fun movies. Yeah. Not really. A lot of people die in this movie. That's kind of tragic. Yeah, that's good. Pulls at the heartstrings. Unfortunately, one of the biggest problems I had with the other zombie movies was magnified by a million in this movie. What? They're so damn smart. They're saying full sentences. Oh, <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me get my notes. Here. Yeah, get your oh, notes. Let me get my now. notes. All right. And the 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 old lady wagging her wagging her vertebrae oh, was pretty funny. Oh, my notes. Awesome. <laughs> oh my god, my notes. Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way. Can we all agree that the acting is terrible? And then just not talk about it ever again. Okay. I can't promise anything. Uh, cool story about the military chemical and all. Seriously, it's a decent premise. I can't say I have high expectations for the execution. Foreshadowing George. Sprays Lysol ever so conveniently only within the camera frame. Gets <laughs> <laughs> like back and forth like <laughs> six times in like three square feet of the... Uh, anyway. Um, guys, I, I'm going to have to ask you to shoot that scene again. I don't think that he shot enough Lysol in the other corner of this room. That's not why, realistic. Why even do it? Why? Why even do it? It didn't matter. It's a okay. joke. The movie know, doesn't it's matter. stupid. <laughs> okay. Live half dog. Our first animal zombie. Mm-hmm. You got your animal zombie. I was so there happy you when you mentioned that it, the other day. It did bark. Oh, I knew what I was saying. Oh God, that was hilarious. <laughs> huh? That was hilarious how they like tried to kill it and it was like yeah. it was, like, it was like whimpering. It was like I actually <laughs> felt bad for this half dog. Yeah, man. That was I have to already say dead. Dan, it's after I said pain. it. After I said it last week or last show, I real I knew I knew this was coming and I remembered the half dog. <laughs> So How could you forget that? I just dog? continued with the conversation, but I knew it was going to come. We off. just you'd be, su- you'd be surprised how many orders they get for half dogs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, note there is a diminishing return when it comes to quirky characters. 
Mm, You're right? not going to like this movie. If everyone's quirky, <laughs> no one's quirky. It's like, yeah. Uh, Make it pop. <laughs> Everybody pop. <laughs> okay, next note. Zombies talk? Heck yeah, they do. Zombies talk, huh? Okay. I mean, they did in the real incident. You know, Night of the Living Dead, the movie, didn't present that because it wanted to maintain a scare factor. But in the real incident, come on, man. Are you listening to the story here? Okay, next note. Zombies use pulleys? Heck yeah, they do. Okay. 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 Um, I guess the black guy barricading the door is a trope now. <laughs> right? This movie is all trope. No, no. Right. But like, call when back they... to Night of the Living Dead. It is a direct sequel after yeah. all. Yeah, when they, you know, they, all the kids are down in the whatever and, you know, brains, and then they all run up the stairs, and, like, mm. he's the only one that's like, are we going to barricade this door? It's like, right. it's, yeah. it's a trope. He's, he's the, what's the guy's name? Benjamin or something? Ben. Um, okay, Freddy and Pocket Protector being dead and not realizing it is a cool concept. Mm. That's a cool concept. Hey, points for this movie. Right, there you go. Um, then my next note is Trash is Death and just a f- laughing face. Trash is Death. Trash, you know. Uh, oh. Linnea yeah. Quigley, when she gets yes. kind of, you know. Her name is Trash. She got paid yeah. a lot of extra money for all that zombie walking around, I heard. Mm. Saw an interview with her. She was like, hey. And her attack face was terrible. I don't think that was even her. Like, her attack face looked like, she looked like, she looked like a clown. A mastiff. Like, it was just like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bad. Okay. Quote, are you crazy? Are you on PCP? Oh, I love that I, line. I definitely will be using this on the children later. Are you on dope? Wait, isn't that's um? Ah, I can't remember what comedian that is, but he would say, "Are you on dope? Well, give me some." <laughs> um. Okay, so I can't decide whether I like the effects or not. Like they're not good, but half zombie lady, um, on the embalming table is pretty cool looking. Iconic back then. Yeah, it was iconic. Yeah, with like the spine that kind of yeah. like flops with back the and juices forth, coming out and, of it. The, yeah. and she, you know, like. She's like constantly like twitching and like the effects it, are legit. It was good, yeah. like too but, legit. <laughs> but then again, there was like you know like the first uh, the zombie the first zombie that came that was that came out of the canister like he didn't look good to me at all. But his walk is amazing. His walk was good. Tar but like they, they call him Tar Face was terrible. But it was and comic. His, it's almost like it, like you don't have the frame of reference of like Creep Show and movies from the eighties where they. They basically became living comic books. Bernie writes in comic books, so mm-hmm. it's like Tar Man is that, and we'll touch on it when we actually do Creep Show because it's amazing. But th- I always looked at Tar Man as a caricature, and just his movements. I just watching it recently, I was like, I forgot how good his movements were. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. He's talking. He looks slimy as hell, and he, but it just. I don't know. Dan, you think he's a caricature as well, right? Like, he, he's purposely made to look cartoonish? Oh, yeah. I mean, this whole movie yeah. is just like an action comic. Yeah. It's not meant to be, you know, an extended drama. It's meant to be pure action, pure fun. Popcorn, popcorn, popcorn brains. Mm-hmm. Just supposed to be fun. <laughs> brains. Gotta keep going. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, George. Alternate, George, alternate movie George, title. Hey, yes. Hey, Go George. ahead. Real quick. Could you send some more cops 
<laughs> I think Travis needs something too. Travis, send what did you need? Send more paramedics. Yes, that too. More cops and paramedics. Mm-mm-mm. The only thing that would made that better if he if he did it in like a Charlton Heston voice. <laughs> send more paramedics. Oh, that would have been good. Oh, so good. Okay, I have so bad. I have an alternate title. Okay, idea. Night of the Talking Dead. <laughs> the, re- the Return of Trash. Yeah. The Return of Trash is pretty good. Yeah, it's a pretty good arc. She comes until, back until until she actually like bites know, bites the guy, and I was like, oh, that doesn't yeah, even look like a lion face. Yeah, like, it was what weird. Was up with that, I know she back looked... then I was like, why is she? She's a beautiful person. Why didn't they just kind of make her look like dead trash? Why did yes. she look like a monster? Yeah, like it never made sense to me. She was like, yeah, it was. I mean, she's like a smoking body. <laughs> And then she's got this yeah. man face. Well, it's kind of the Melina <laughs> thing. Did you guys ever play Mortal Kombat? Yeah. There's the Katana character who's like the pretty one. And then there's yeah. Melina who looks just like her until she takes off her mask and she's got scary okay. teeth. Yeah. It's just a thing. Like it's a it's a juxtaposition of, of beauty and horror. But you're paying for Linnea Quigley. You're I think you her. got plenty of Linnea Quigley. And yeah, and then when it's about to pay the- off. You replace her with David Bowie. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, like, cut, bring in the stand-in, and it's like, what, uh, what? <laughs> David Bowie, yeah. I hear you. With a lion mask on. With a lion face on. It's like Beauty and the Beast, lion, David Bowie. <laughs> well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Another uh, line that's going to be like ingrained in my vocabulary now is, the third step is a bitch. Oh, man. It is, too. Like, Watch out. It's going to, yeah. Just say, ask Kane Hodder. Because <laughs> part seven. Like, I think I said it to you when you came in yeah, the door. Yeah. You did. One. Well, he was watching, rewatching part of it in 1.5. And they got to the steps and he said it. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Third step is always a bitch. Yeah. I actually watched this movie twice. I'm proud of you, man. I watched it once. And remember when Freddie was explaining his symptoms? Of being dead, where he was like, my head's gonna, it feels like it's gonna explode, and then my stomach got all crampy, and now I can't move my arms and legs. The first part of that is exactly how I was feeling, because my head was gonna explode Mm -hmm. because of my wisdom teeth, and that's why we didn't record that night. So I watched it again to make sure I was fresh for you guys, but I watched it on 1.5 because (laughs) I ain't got time for this shit. Ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but actually, like, you can watch it on 1.5 and it, it doesn't, doesn't change, change much. <laughs> no, I it's mean, pretty, that's the thing. It's yeah. not going for subtext. It's not going for, you know, depth and character development. It is, yeah. it's a WWE pay-per-view. Like, yeah. yeah, we're here to do the business. We're not here to build the characters. At one point, my wife started like running a blender and I was like, it's okay. We don't have it's to hear fine. the dialogue anyway. It reminded me of back in the 80s when you needed to, you, we didn't have DVDs, so you couldn't skip the chapters. You had to, Right, pop the C- the VHS in, press play, and then fast forward, watch through the tracking, and see what part it is at, so then you can press play, because that's your favorite part. That's what we were doing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> we were just watching it fast, and we got through it in, what, 25, 30 minutes? Honestly, that's no. how I would watch Day of the Dead, if I had to watch it again anytime. <laughs> see, I'd be like, oh, hold on, I'm going to get to the eye part, and then the rip apart part, and then the head that's goes how rolling I would part. Watch like, yeah, the that's in- it. The entire spring break, I think. <laughs> oh, see, I thought oh, you liked man. zombies, Travis, but it turns out I do like zombies. I don't know I that love, you do. The evidence is really I, on the contrary right now. 
I must. Um, we have high standards for zombies. That's I, what it is. I became a zombie fan. So, yeah, this earlier stuff is cheese to me. Do I hate it? No, I don't hate it because it's nostalgic. But it's not good. <laughs> no, it's, it's not good. What we have today is certainly better. I'm afraid you might it's... have zombie hubris, guys. <laughs> no, because, I mean, my first actual zombie movie I fell in love with was the remake of Night of the Living Dead. So then I went back and watched the others. I mean, like I said, I've, I've seen Return of the Living Dead when I was a kid. And this was in my wheelhouse, this kind of humor. But to watch a serious zombie movie, I would have to say the remake is what kind of brought me to it. Then, like, you know, the more recent ones, you know, 28 Days Later, yeah. Iron Legend, all those movies where it took it seriously. Then you go back and you watch the what we're doing and you see where it comes from and you're yeah. like, oh, I get it. I, I don't, see, I don't, I don't, I can't really put my finger on it, but one of the first, I, okay, let me start over. I can't put my finger on it, but I like some funny popcorn movies mm -hmm. and I don't like other funny popcorn movies. Like in the zombie realm, you know, I... Pinnacle, Shaun of the Dead. Well, that's what that's I was going to bring up. You have The Walking Dead, which is like the very serious zombie stuff that I've watched a lot of that, right? But my first exposure to this genre was Sean mm -hmm. and I loved Sean and Sean was funny mm -hmm. and it knocks the pants off of this yeah. movie but without these you don't get Sean I get that right I get that without but I don't know what little... it is some fun popcorn movies I'm like into and some you. I'm just like mm. I hear you waste these are movies you have to be in the mood for or they're so good that they put you in the mood for them right so, Shaun of the Dead, you could pop in for somebody who's miserable, and by the end, they're, like, having a good time. Yeah, like, with Shaun of the Dead, if I had watched it twice already that week, and someone was like, you know, I've never seen that movie. Watch it again. I'd be like, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's yep. that good. Well, that's what this was for people in the 80s. Like, they were like... I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess, it, But yeah, yeah. in the 80s, it was different. Like, when, when you watch movies like Police Academy... And Never saw that. Which you haven't, but I mean, it's that, it's that. <laughs> just, just rattle off a couple satirical more. Satirical comedy, and then you add the horror aspect. You can either get a serious movie like American Werewolf, or you can have this. Yeah, American Werewolf is so, another one. So Werewolf is a movie that came out the same time as The Howling, and if you watch The Howling, there's not a freaking funny thing in that movie. But right. it still rocks. But, but it's amazing. It's two werewolf movies that came out in the same year. One was serious. One was seriously awesome, but had some comedy. Yes. But it was directed by a comedy genius. So that's, that's, the, uh, that's what you need. If you're going to do a movie like that, you got to have somebody who gets it. This movie can, needed yes. a little more Blues Brothers, didn't it, George? <laughs> no. <laughs> little John no. Landis touch. No. I mean, it helped no. Thriller. How it come? Thriller, why yes. did I love... I loved American Werewolf, but I didn't really love Blues Brothers. Two different movies. Way different movies. Way different. Anyway, um, why did you, why did you like Dawn of the Dead, and not like Blues Brothers? They both had malls in them. <laughs> I mean, that's a fair <laughs> that's, point. That's that's true. I mean, scientific point. 
I'm terribly inconsistent. <laughs> and it's it's one of my flaws. Yeah. One of my many flaws. I only I have two more notes. notes. Do it. And one is that I had to rewind it to see how the coroner broke his foot and apparently he stubbed it on air. Mm. Did you guys notice that? I didn't rewind it to see how he hurt himself. I just assumed you it should. was zombie related. No, you should. Yeah, I'm just see, here to have in fun. Today, in today's yeah. world, today's zombie <laughs> world, that coroner would have been bit on the leg uh-huh. and someone would have cut his leg off to stop the infection. Mm. But that's only if this movie came out in 1986 or later so that they could see that in Day right. of the Dead. And yeah, because the first, time was, the first time that happened was in 85, a month right. before this, right? right. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So, What a summer to be alive. I like the coroner. I like the coroner, too. He would have been a cool character if everyone wasn't so quirky. Yeah. Because he was, he was, he was quirky, quirky, but he was... Skilled. He was a skilled actor. I loved able. how he would just like pull out his gun for no reason. <laughs> like he gets, he was in a lot he of gets startled and his gun comes out. Mm. That's funny. Yeah, it was a good way to get the mad scientist in there without having, you know, Doctor Frankenstein that you had in Dawn. Honestly, Day. it's a more grounded mad scientist than Day of the right. Dead, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, and I like the, the grounded in science way that it like. I mean, it's pseudoscience, but it's consistent science, right? You get the mm. plume of air that mortis. spreads to Fre- uh, Freddy, and then you get the plume of air from the incinerator that spreads to the cemetery. You know what I mean? It, like, And then at the very end, has you a have a much larger plume of air. Yes, because of the nuke. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, which, that was the solution. Right. Nuclear but artillery. There was, a little bit of, there was some commentary in this movie. They kept saying acid rain, which was huge back in the 80s. Yep, yep, right? yep. And uh, I love, <laughs> I love the part where the the guys think that when they burned the uh, Moby zombie, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was all over. <laughs> yep, good job. <laughs> that boys. was so funny to me. They're like, "Good job." <laughs> it was perfect because it's like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, at at the end with the nuke, that is definitely supposed to be like the beginning. Right, yeah, it's basically saying because uh, that mushroom cloud spreads. is now filled with this gas, and it's just going to make this problem way, way, way bigger. Well, that and the fact, like, they never really establish how you are re- reanimated from your death. So the nuke would kill a lot of people, and are they going to come back? That's what I'm saying. Right? So it does. This it is just, just starts the apocalypse. Yeah, this is just the 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 worst thing you there's could no do. quarantining it so anyway yeah my last uh, right. my last note was the uh, I guess the military guy the red foreman character yeah the uh, Did you say blue foreman yeah the lesser the lesser known the lesser, lesser paid uh, brother blue foreman um I loved his like on the phone and I know that this was supposed to be a joke and it actually kind of hit pretty good for me. When he's on the phone with uh, whoever, and he's and he's just like writing on his on his paper, and he's like, mm-hmm, 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 and he's like, and and why didn't you call the number when you first, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, totally mm-hmm. calm, like a military yeah. would be. I, yeah. I just love that. <laughs> I'm like, you're like the guy's like freaking out, like it's just like total chaos. It's like you know, it's like the and he's just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> cool as a cucumber. And he's like, yep, yeah, okay, no problem. I know what to do. And he just fucking. Thinks. This is way better directed than uh, 
I would say Dawn. <gasps> I knew you'd say that, but you're wrong. And that's okay. You can be wrong. Uh, well, when, uh, my idea of direction is different than yours, I think. like I don't see how you could say that. Uh, I mean, I don't see how you could say that this directing is better than Dawn. But my comment. I know directing has to do with vision and all these different things and and Mm -hmm. collaboration with the effects and the producers. Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot of the director's aspect. I also think the director's job is to tell a good story, get Mm -hmm. a good performance out of all your actors Mm -hmm. and uh, make sure things look right. So my issue with this movie is the acting's bad, Mm -hmm. but it's almost supposed to be. Okay. Uh, The effects are good. Okay. It's an organized movie. Mm-hmm. The story flows. Mm-hmm. There's no what the fuck moments, other than the ones that are supposed to be there. And there's uh, a lot of useless dialogue too. But other than that, yeah. But again, when you're dealing with satire, you gotta kind of are they doing that on purpose? Because a lot of the zombie movies have pointless dialogue. Like you don't know what their intention was. Okay. You would have to see the director's notes and the the side notes or whatever. Okay. My issue with Dawn was all those things were sloppy. It was almost like he just needed to get this movie done because he had something to say. And he didn't bother. And I know he's a god. I find I might be a zombie fan. I might not be a George Romero fan. (gasps) But I love the remake. He was involved in it. I know he didn't direct it, but he was involved in it. So I don't know. But in the end, my issues with Dawn are just laziness. Yeah. And to me, that falls on the director. I still like Dawn. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I still like it. It is what it is, and I like it for what it is, but mm-hmm. I didn't like the fact that it's like the go-to. It's the pinnacle. It didn't hit that hard for you. Right. It's, I get it's it. It's not there for me. I get it. Well, it's that thing where like you're reading a history book, and people are like, oh, man. The first incarnations of steel from the <clears throat> late 1800s. Oh, man, that changed everything. And you're like, yeah, but I've seen the new steel and it's better. <laughs> kind of like the, the like, Superman character? <laughs> I mean, like, it evolves. Eventually, it's Shaq. Right. He's got a big hammer. It's great. Mm. Yeah, I never liked Shaq's movie. <laughs> but, you know, it's the same new thing. Steel but the John, the John Henry idea is, is a good I, I'm a talking good about literal steel. I'm I know. talking about the metal. Yeah, so am I. I was just playing along. Jeez yeah. Louise. <laughs> New Steel is better. <laughs> Dead serious right it's now. Kinda, I, mm-hmm. My attitude towards Dawn mm-hmm. is like when my bro- my son said to me that Halloween was boring. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, mm-hmm. I thought he was insane. Just like Dan thinks I'm insane. But he has this. You should have asked him a question and then said, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's going to get old. <laughs> it is. Hey, so just looking at budgets here, just to compare, Dawn of the Dead made for $650,000. Day of the Dead made for $3.5 million. Return of the Living Dead made for $4 million. So pretty comparable between this and Day. I think they got more of their money worth out of this movie than Day would have. In oh, terms yeah. of like dollar for dollar, like dollars well, on didn't screen. Really do much. You know? Day was like a stage play. Like how much yeah. did that helicopter yeah. ride cost? Like it probably was the owner, like the producer's helicopter. They probably didn't pay for it. 
Well, then I don't know where they spent all their money. Maybe they the bought the helicopter. Uh, but Maybe. in yeah. in Dawn, you know, I give them a lot of slack because I realize they're not building sets. They're, you know, they're working with what they got and they're working fast and they're working at night when the place is actually still open to customers. Like they have a very limited, a limited uh, time budget. They're not able to do as many retakes as they want to. Plus, it's expensive, mm. and they don't have any money to spend. It that movie, like that movie doesn't need any excuses. It's perfect. But then it's like Day of the oh, Dead. <laughs> Drink another beer. <laughs> Day of the Dead versus Eternal Living Dead. It's a really interesting thing because the gore effects are, you know, I think they're more brutal in Day. They're probably better, more realistic depictions of bodies being ripped apart than in this movie where they're comic booky and fun. But as far as getting your money worth on screen. This movie, yeah, this this movie definitely does. This movie, effects wise, makes Dawn look like Pee Wee's Playhouse. I agree, and it pains me because I love Savini so much. There's no one that loves Savini more than me, and why I was so disappointed when I saw that. Yeah, he agrees with me that blood looks like shit. He does. <laughs> he, he does. Roll the tape, Dan. Yeah, I should probably <laughs> drop that in. Uh, right there. Right right here. Click. Hi, Travis. It's Tom Savini. So I heard that you saw Dawn of the Dead and didn't think the effects were good. Well, I can't blame you because the blood really does look terrible. The blood, it looked great in the bottle, but man, it didn't photograph like blood at all. It looked like melted crayons or something. It looked like strawberry Kool-Aid. It was terrible. I wish they could go back and change the color of that blood. But it was from the 3M company, and again, it looked great in the bottle, but boy, sure didn't photograph well. But that, that kind of ruined the effects for me when I saw it. So, uh, Travis, what do I know about you? Oh, he's going to listen to reason for me? Well, we'll see. Again, I didn't like the blood in Dawn of the Dead, but the effects are fantastic. Dawn of the Dead is a classic. And listen, if I see you guys at the convention, remind me that we did this, okay? Tom Savini talking about how the blood looked like poop. <laughs> What's funny? Can I reference that video? Am I allowed to? Yeah, we'll put that video up did. in an edited form okay. on our YouTube. That, that room, I, I feel like I was roast when I watched the old roasts of like, uh, you know the Rat Pack and all those guys roasting each other. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt when I watched that. Because I was like, he just took me to the room that I had a picture of. Thirteen-year-old Travis. It's had your that, it's your pleasure room. That room was on my wall yeah. in 1986. Mm-hmm. So he took me in that room to break my balls. Yeah, because he's <laughs> like I'm Tom Savini, and you're not. But you know what? Exactly. He did it in such a way because I. This is why I love him, and I I don't even know like anything about him really except for like a couple things but that's why i love him because like he broke your balls in that the nicest in that way (laughs) whereas like you know like what's his name smith whatever his name but this was good what the hell was his name kevin smith kevin Kevin smith Smith. yeah kevin smith was (laughs) like he's got a pop that has his name on it he he was a little on the nose right but when he said call it butt work or uh, butt uh, butt work? I yeah. like that. Butt work is good. <laughs> <laughs> butt work is good. But Savini was such a gentleman about well, how yeah. I'm Savini. I love it. I've met him a few times at cons, and he's he's that way. He's just a good, yeah. he's just a good guy. And yeah. The fact, I would really like to meet him. He's, you should. Yeah. He, it, once all this bullshit's over, you should probably go to a con and see him. But that, what's funny is that room has not changed in 20 
plus years, mm-hmm. 25, 30, almost 30 years, it's I remember. His, it's all his work. That he had Fluffy, like, I remember seeing that Fluffy when it was new, sitting mm-hmm. in that room, and that that was iconic. So I'll take I'll take that ball breaking any day. Thank you, Dan. It was good. <laughs> I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Savini's the man. He's an icon, yeah. which is why I was so pissed off. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's better than that. I think we probably ought to tell George what he's up to next time. Mm. Is the that was, uh, good, that was actually a segue. That was the, a good segue. Is the spring outbreak contained? Are we through? Absolutely. The not. madness? <laughs> Hell no, we aren't. <laughs> Travis, where do we go next? Hey George, what? We are going to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to watch Night of Living Dead again? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> you we're going to Tarantino this. We're going to Tarantino this, and we're going to go back mm-hmm. and watch Night of Living Dead again. Okay. With everything you know, mm-hmm. we're going to watch Tom Savini's Night of Living Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Savini's Night of Living Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Is that the remake that you? That is the remake. So lovingly refer to. Yes. Oh yeah. If you don't time. like this one, I think Travis is going to hit you with his fist. <laughs> Podcast over. Yeah. Travis can't. No, it it's po- it's possible because it is. It's from 1990, so it's, but it's not hokey. Hey, listen, don't tell me anything. I'm not going to tell you. You've never told, told me anything. anything. Okay, you're right. Don't don't All start right. now. But it's, I'm actually excited for this it, one. It's a possibility. I don't know what you're going to feel. But hopefully you watch it. Well, I'm invested now because, like, you know, like I'm. Well, you're you know, in it. You're new infected. fanboy, so you're all infected. Word. <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at Twitter and Instagram at at Remedial Film Pod. You can find us at Facebook.com/slash Remedial Film Pod, and you can find our episodes now on YouTube. So. If you haven't already checked it out, search Remedial Film Class Podcast on YouTube and check out the added features that we've put into the catalog episodes, as well as new features with the new episodes, and be sure to like and subscribe so eventually we can go live into your eyeballs and earballs. It'll be great. We'll see you next time for Night of the Living Dead, 1990. I did pick the right movie, right, Dan? That's what we're yeah, doing. That's the next okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> we're not how, doing Jackie Brown too. Oh man, I wish there was a Jackie Brown too. Uh, we could watch Foxy of... Brown. Foxy Brown. I might watch Jackie that. Jackie Brown. Anyway. I watched Jackie Brown again the other day. It's so that, good, dude. That movie's popping. Yeah. I don't know if our podcast about it was any good, but the movie is great. I thought it was good. I'm interested. I didn't to listen hear, to it yet. You know, because when we recorded it, I told you, oh man. Some people at the time Jackie Brown came out said it was boring, right? And no lie, when Aaron, our good uh, contributor on the group, when he heard first that we were going to do a Quentin Tarantino movie, he was like, well, you're not going to do this one. You're not going to do that one. You're not going to do Jackie Brown. That one's too boring. And I'm wrong. Like, oh, my God. He said it. <laughs> wrong. He said it. He's so wrong. So He's so wrong. wrong. I can't wait till he hears, <laughs> hears us say that in the show and then I make fun of him. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Jeez Louise, man. Aaron's a good fan, man. He's everywhere. He's a good. He's dude. like engaged in shit. So now good we'll know by the time this episode comes out 
did we convert him to be a fan of Jackie Brown? That'll be us doing that if we did it. I hope so. That'll be awesome. He should be a fan of Jackie Brown. It's a great movie. Hi, this is Dan N. Post. We converted him. Look at us. Aaron is on board the Jackie Brown train. Damn yes. straight. Yes. We should uh, also start plugging the YouTube channel. Oh, hey, guys. Mm. You want to talk about the YouTube channel a little bit, Travis? So Dan has been working very hard. Way too hard for his pay. Yo, yo. Uh, Agreed. But putting the shit down. So now 17 episodes, probably more by the time this airs. By the time this are... airs, we'll be day and date with this episode. Okay. You might, so have, you might be listening 30... to this on YouTube, not realizing that we didn't used to get these on YouTube at the same time as our podcast, but right. now we're caught up. Okay, so there'll be 30 plus episodes on YouTube. Uh, get over there, even though you might have listened. Get over there. Listen again. Like it. Share it. Subscribe. Subscribe. Most importantly. Because we want to go live and we need subscribers. We would like that. to go live at some point and, and do some things. I've been uh, dreaming a little bit. I mean, imagine so. if we could finally get Clerks remade by the New Jersey theater scene. Nice. We got to get those subscribers. That's true. So we can spread it far Smash and wide. It. Get, get, the, get some, some recognition. Because, I mean, the episodes are good. I, I, I'm proud of every one of them. And in those episodes that I sent annoying visual aids to... <laughs> Our good friends, uh, they are now included, especially the Friday 2 episode, Halloween. You, yes. get, you get a look at the pictures I sent them, and they're undeniably awesome. You're welcome. Phenomena mixed <laughs> with Friday 5 and 6. Those are all highlight episodes you got to check out if you haven't already on the YouTube. And share them. Anybody you know likes movies. Or doesn't like movies. Or doesn't like we'll movies. We'll convert them. Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of George people... George doesn't like movies, now he does. <laughs> uh, does he? I don't know. There's a lot of people that I come in contact with that, you know, they say, you know, oh, you haven't seen this movie? How have you not seen that movie? But then there's a, a bunch of like a bunch of people that are like, I haven't seen any of these movies either. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. watch them mm-hmm. and listen to the episode and mm-hmm. you can be schooled. So, mm-hmm. like, really, the podcast has a little bit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait, we can't start that. Oh man, it's gonna Holy be like crap. when Steve Austin started the what? Uh, what? It ruined, <laughs> it ruined everything. That was the end for me. Hey George, have you ever seen Not a Living Dead? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's so good. Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> have you seen Return of the Living Dead? What? <laughs> have you seen Shaun of the Dead? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that was so good. Now I gotta go home and watch Steve Austin. That's funny. What? (laughs) (laughs) I would like when he rattled the things off. And we could do that. George, you ever seen part one, Friday the 13th? What? (laughs) Part two? Part three? What? (laughs) It's like, oh my god, is he gonna do this for an hour? That's probably how you guys feel about me. Oh god, he's doing Crotch Travis again. Oh man, she's the least.